Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's December 12th, 2023, as you start to wrap up. Uh, 2023. You only got uh, two more shows. Uh, the month's over. The year. Just, let me just I want to look at the calendar for a second because we have the 19th to 26th. So a day after Christmas, we're going to run a best of somewhere in this whole thing. So that's good. We should probably do that on the uh, second. What do you think? Of January? January. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. We do. I think we're going to have a backup of two just in case. You never know when somebody has to make an emergency trip to, you know, Venezuela or something. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. Bimini. That could be. <laughs> that definitely could be. Well, we have some exciting news to start the show. Just to mention that we teased this up a little bit a few weeks ago, and we talked about that uh, there is a new book yeah. on the shelf, and you can have yours too. It's called The Stock Market ABCs, and it's an illustrated book of – very simple, but yet uh, I would say important stock market terminology, right? Is that is that a good? Yes, yeah, an a, but it's a kids' book. It's for kids. It's for your, it's for your fourth grader, third grader, second grader. Right, but for also for people that maybe would like to just, I'd say, yeah, there's stuff in there that is probably new to them. Mm -hmm. So you can get this book. You can go and support the show. You can get the book. Support the people writing it. Morgan Reed, of course, the wonderful illustrator and person who put this together, go over to gateviewpublishing.com. What is that again, John? Gateviewpublishing.com? Yep. That's that's where it is. Just go right there, right? Yeah, it's all one word, and you except can, for the .com. Of course, that's a separate thing. And you can actually download it as well. But you know what? Do yourself a favor. For free, by the way. Yeah, but it, I, I, I got to tell you something. Seriously, that's nice. But to have and to hold this with all the wonderful illustrations and very, like I said, uh, Oh, yeah, you want a copy. The elementary stuff. It's $23.95, for goodness sakes, would make a great stocking stuffer. And if you don't like it, it would make a great fire starter. So look at it that way. Right? It would work. <laughs> Although, you know, with coated paper, right? Uh, probably not the best thing to start a fire with. How long does it take to get this when somebody orders it? I don't know. The books are just about to show up. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, it usually goes out the next day. Well, I'd really encourage you. Gateviewpublishing.com. When the, after the book's coming, which I think is supposed to be this week. You know what I'd really like? I'd like people, don't take a picture of the PDF and send it to us. Take a picture of you with the book and send it to us. And we'll retwe retweet that at all uh, and, and put it on and thank you for that. But that would be good. The, the book that you uh, get in hard copy. Pretty cool stuff. All right, what's going on? A lot going on. Uh, the, the close to the pin cup for 2024 is really 2023. But it uh, will finish up. We'll get the results in 2024 up and running. We already have an entry. We have the names I'm going to talk about again. There's about five different people who qualified for it throughout the year 2023 with their wins. And uh, th that's going to be very exciting. So it's on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And uh, it, 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 the way it looks right now, it's got nothing to do but go higher. So <laughs> pick a number. Have, it, have at it. We have deals. We have M&A going on, opening and closing. And big day tomorrow, Wednesday, the 13th of December, is two things. Number one, we have the PPI number coming out on the heels of the CPI number that we saw this week, which was a little yeah. bit hotter than expected, but nobody gives a goddamn. It's like, ah, ah, ah the Fed's weak. They're not going to increase. And tomorrow's the day that the Fed has a meeting with the rate decision for December. And early in the year, this was penciled in with a very permanent pencil with uh, the thought that there was going to be a rate increase. And then as the year progressed and got yep. closer and closer, no such thing. They're not having any There's of it. There's not one person out there that thinks anything is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. The Fed just cannot do it. In fact, starting in March, they're going to reduce rates, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. You know, the, the idea is that this 5% rate that we have right now is onerous. It is choking off the economy. And, and you can see the unemployment rate at a whopping 3. Point, what is it, 7%? Or did it go to 3.9? I forgot what it went to last week. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. 
I mean, but, you know, and, and, and putting on only 200,000 because, you know, part of that was the people that were on the picket lines and the autos and, and the screenwriters. They went back to work and government hiring that's going on this. All these excuses that are going on. And the idea is we have deflation because we see oil prices going down. You saw that picture I posted on Twitter this week? No, I missed it. You, I put your name in there and everything. Oh, I, you know. Well, $2.63 in Palm Beach, Florida on you, this Saturday. This is what all you're doing is bragging. <laughs> what am I bragging about? I'm just, I'm just reporting on the news. Still five bucks here. I understand that. It's better than six that it was at six and a half. Well, yeah. But your, sure. yours is loaded with taxes. Taxes to pay for the EVs. Yes, there's taxes to pay for the EVs, and then there's other taxes to pay for the roads. Even though the original taxes put on the on the uh, gasoline in California were to pay for the roads, and then now all of a sudden we had to put pick up another tax to pay for the roads. What was what happened to the other tax? It got sucked into the general fund. That's what happened, and that's what happens with everything. It's like Social Security by the Feds. They just suck the money and put it in the general fund and, and buy bombs with it. Yeah, I mean, even though they're not supposed to, California is a very efficient government financial structure. They're very efficient yeah. there, very efficiently taking your money. Everything, whatever they call it, it goes into the same pot. Yeah, exactly. So with all this that's going on right now, we have two two outcomes, right? The idea that there's going to be a soft landing or a hard landing, the no landing. I'm not sure what that means, but the idea that we're going to get out of this whole situation and just keep on running. In fact. We saw consumer confidence move up very nicely last month. We see that inflation expectations are low. We see the business doing well. Stock market's close to an all-time high. Everything is just fantastic. But because of this, because of the horrible situation that's going on in the economy, because housing prices are starting to just slowly come down, and, you know, this is a big concern that if, if it goes on any longer, oh, my gosh, we're going to have a recession, which I don't see any sign of it, any of the numbers right now, except for the manufacturing numbers. That's the only thing that we have to yeah, reduce. I, I've rate. not seen anything either. In crude oil, what is it, 68 bucks? The dollar to euro is about go seven. The, the crude oil is the only thing that is – that is the one item that is, I would say, flaring up as the potential for a, a – a, a, a sign that there like is how a, how like going down more or all of a sudden down. reversing no, going, and going up no going down is is a signal that there is a demand issue maybe it's demand in trucking and transportation so like you that. think that so it's a reflection of a slow down slowing economy but that's the only thing and that I don't think it applies anymore with all the electric cars and and we're not in the, in the driving season we're in winter uh, so I'm not I don't know if that applies anymore and we at have, least during this time of year i think it's a seasonal thing that that argument can be made and we have the houthis that are bombing the the, the, <laughs> the houthis oh those dangerous houthis they are they have drones that they're 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 dropping pellets from <laughs> pellets <laughs> or rocks what are the drones carrying i don't know they're dropping stuff onto the boats and they're attacking the ships and they have the uh in, in some iranian situation that's bombing somebody else and the, but yet Whatever you want to call it, there's unrest in the Middle East. Let's just leave it at that, okay? And, and that's that is, so unusual. No, no, it's not. But there's a flare-up right now, and the usual case is that that would spark some higher prices in oil, which it's not at all. No. It's not even which close. Which makes you wonder. That's what I'm saying. It's a, hmm. So uh, we have all these data points that are coming out. Everybody's looking at them differently, but yet – we have these diverging outcomes. We have some people that are saying, you know what? Uh, There's definitely for sure we're going to have a recession in the uh, second half of the year. And that's why the Fed's going to reduce rates. And there's some that are saying, you know what? We're not going to have a recession. Uh, we're going to slow growth, but the Fed still will have to you know, open up a little bit. Everything leads to the same thing. This whole thought that we are a year from the last level in the S&P that we see the, at the same level as we are now, give or take, at the highs for the year 2023 for the S&P and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And yet, rates are 3.5% higher. So explain to me, if that is supposed to be curtailing profitability and slowing down the economy, 
how we're going to actually go in now and reduce rates. Uh, we don't have to go through this because it's, 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 this, it's the most insane argument. And all that's happening right now is that we're using every single excuse that we can to prove that the economy is in great shape. But wait a minute. It's really not. They're trying to tell the Fed, the Fed it's really not. Please reduce rates. So two different outcomes, same data points. Two roads diverge in a yellow wood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Caught red-handed. We'll talk about this. Guess what bank again is uh, doing the dirty? And GameStop has a new strategy. Very exciting. Ryan Cohn, uh, who is uh, involved with that, has uh, uh, he thought, you know what? I got a better way to do business, or at least an add-on. So last week we saw Bitcoin. We got a boom. What, what 44,000 was it? Something like that, right? 44. Yeah, yeah, it backed off. And it backed off, and uh, just as everybody was getting back in, <laughs> you know, that's how it works, right? Nobody wants it. No, the price is too low. I don't want it. Hey, man, look how high the price is. Let's get in. Yeah, that's classic. Yeah. That's, that's the way it works. Uh, we have big news on CRISPR. Big price move as well. Um, gas prices, again, at a low I talked about. Oil keeps going lower. And the VIX, VIX cut below 12 today, which is a five-year low. The VIX is the 30-day expectation of volatility that is put in place. And is basically if you buy the VIX through um, – Options and fixed futures, what happens is it raises the price. You buy it for protection of the portfolio. You think that near-term volatility is going to increase. And by what's the lowest it's ever been? I think I, I've asked this before, and I, I keep forgetting. I think it was eight. I remember nine, eight, eight or nine is where, yeah, that's what comes to mind. All time, low. so it can go down another fifty percent. Let's see if it's hit eight fifty-six on Friday, the twenty-fourth of November. 2017. Oh, what, what, 217, okay. Who was, it was Black Friday. So right in the same general vicinity. I mean, it's not too far off, right? We're talking about, what, 10 days away, from, 10, 12 days yeah. from 2017. Now, who was president then? That was Obama, right? So, no, there was Trump in Trump. 17. Yeah, 17 was Trump. There was a long stretch of like 10s too under Obama. Yeah, that during Trump mostly. Well, Obama had a, a chunk of it. Oh, also. he had a line. Okay. Um, okay, let's see what we have. Um, all right, here's something. January 5th, historical reference. January 5th, 2022. The Dow Jones hit its all-time, all-time high of 36,952. That was in January 5th of 2022. That was coming off of 2021. And the start of the rate increases were going into 2022, and everything went to crap after that. The Dow hold up, held up much better than the NASDAQ and the S&P. Today's close. So let me just give you that number again, 36,952. Again, we have uh, a year and almost two years. Would we call it almost two years? It's a, uh, one year and 11 months with significant rate increases over that period of time. Today's yeah. close, 36,577, 400 points away. Yeah. I, it wants to go up. No kidding. Under all circumstances. doesn't matter that Oracle, you know, shit the bed today and had 12% slice off its price because of some concern about their AI and, you know, making excuses. The excuse is, you know, Oracle wasn't fast enough. That's why Microsoft and Amazon and Apple are doing so much better. So let's put our money there and take it out of Oracle, not look at Oracle's any kind of bellwether of anything. Just that they were late. You think Oracle would be the leader in the cloud they uh, market? They supposedly got late. They were late. Well, Amazon okay. and a few other companies use Oracle uh, for a lot of things, but they were late getting into that comparatively. Yeah, well... Yeah, they Amazon lead. really took the lead. And I think they've already been taken, they've already been passed over by Microsoft. And then they have the whole AI thing. They were a little bit late in that as well. Everybody's all excited about that, you know, obviously, as we've been talking about. No question about the AI situation. Uh, let's see here. Data points, we talked about that. Um, caught again, red-handed. 
Guess what bank? Can you guess what bank before I even go through this? Wells Fargo? Wells Fargo. What Wells, other bank would it possibly be? Yeah, well, the, the, well, it could be Credit Suisse, which is no longer. They finally got absorbed after all their shenanigans over the years. And uh, you know, Wells Fargo, though, is issue after issue after issue that shows you. I mean, it's got to reflect the culture. That's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. And it's not a culture that seems to be changing either. No. Yeah. Why, why would it? It's it's working out. Works out great. You know, you do all this bad deeds. Nobody seems to care. Stock doesn't seem to care. Nobody gets thrown in jail. Nobody gets thrown in jail. A little bit of a, a hand slap and a, and, a, and a fine. You get fined $100 million, but you made $250 million. Who cares? Yeah. It takes them a while to find out Actually about it. Actually, the whole thing is a part of the business model. <laughs> it is, isn't it? At this point, it does seem that way. Well, Wells yeah. Fargo is snared in an industry-wide probe into mortgage bankers' use of loan discounts last year. The discounts known as pricing exceptions are used by mortgage personnel to help secure deals in competitive markets. And at Wells Fargo, for instance, bankers could request pricing exceptions that typically lower the customer's APR, the annual uh, percentage rate, on their loans or their mortgages uh, between 25 and 75 basis points. But here's the rub. The practice used for decades across the home loan industry has triggered regulators' interest in recent years over possible violations of U.S. fair lending laws. Blacks and female borrowers got fewer pricing exceptions than other customers, said the Consumer uh. Financial Protection Bureau, which is part of what they did, right? Wasn't that part of the way they would do certain weird things on certain peoples and then they would open up the fake accounts? That was something different. But there, there's always... But, you know, I got to ask you this. Do you think there's a manager saying, team, just to let you know, when a, a, a female comes to get a loan, a mortgage, or someone who is 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 black comes to do this, you know what? You don't need to give. They're not going to negotiate or something. Or I don't know what they say, but they're not going to get. Don't give them. Don't give them the, the, the better deal. How about this for a th thesis? It's just the natural way things are done. It, it's commonly complained about, for example, in the in the business workplace, that it's the men who always ask for the raises while the women just expect the raises to come their way. They never go in there and, and pound the table for a raise. And I'd say it's possible blacks, uh, borrower, 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 borrowers, I can't even say it. Borrowers. Uh, borrowers. Yeah. They don't do it either. They don't go in there and, and forcefully demand lower rates. It's, it's, it's like a men's club thing. You know, you know, you got the secret handshake is it, and it's just the way it works out. So they don't get the, uh, the good deals. And so it turns, it looks like it's a, a scheme when it's not really. So you have certain people you that never are, ask, you know, it's like, Hey, right. right. How come he got a good deal and I didn't? Well, he asked for a good deal. And so I gave it to him. You never asked. So if you have certain people, maybe it's uh, business people or, or people of a certain age, people of a certain, I don't know, religion, color, what, whatever, they maybe uh, have a proclivity to bargaining. Maybe that's part of their culture. Maybe, yeah, like a Lebanese, for example. Lebanese comes in and says, the, 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 you know, here, here's your loan. It's a 5.2% loan. Ah, <laughs> I go down to the bank, down the street and get 4.2. Is that the best you could do? So that... They go back and they say, so you're saying that they never asked for it, potentially. I know I'm, su I'm suggesting the possibility yeah. that that's really what's what the base of this. Uh, you get to the base level of all these, uh, this problem. It may be just that. And the Lebanese is a good example because that's the kind of thing they might do. And, you know, some first time, you know, borrower uh, goes in there, has no clue, never says anything, just signs on a dotted line. It's like the dummy contract in publishing, I might add. Well, you just sign it because you're too dumb to know any better. Uh, and then you then the bank gets blamed for this. So hey, you signed the dummy contract. It's not right. my fault. That's my point though. Is is it is it the is it the proprietor's fault that they did what they could to get the most out of the deal possible? And it just so is there is it their job to police? The no, totality. I'd say no. I'd agree with you hundred percent. It's not their job at all. Their job is to is to squeeze as much money out of the customer, technically, as they can. So you have a so 
let's stay with let's stay with the females for a second. You got you got a garage sale, and uh, people that come up say, you know, I want to buy I want to buy that baseball. I want to buy that chair. You say three dollars. They say two fifty. You say two seventy five. Okay, good. But for whatever reason, the women who have, I'm making the story up, but the women that come up, don't, oh, I like that. How much is it? $4. Okay, I'll take it. Well, now that you brought that up, since I do a lot of these garage sales myself, because when I, I just do, I just like them. I'll say this. Oh, oh, I've noticed this over decades of going to garage sales. The women that are at the garage sale selling the products versus the men at the same sale, let's say, the women cave very quickly to a to a demand for a lower price, as whereas the guy, now now it's it's, it's firm. Hmm. So the women aren't, you know, the women it, at least in this example that I've noticed, and I don't want to sound like a sexist about this, you but they seem pig, to be very amenable. Pig. Yeah, pig. <laughs> They seem very amenable to doing bargaining on the on the other side of the of the counter, which I find interesting. Hmm. So so this is this is the point I'm making. This is something we've we've tried to really bring home for years. Where else can you get this kind of knowledge? <laughs> yeah. For example, yeah, only here. <laughs> You know, you learn so things. So when you're at a garage sale, go to the women. Got to go to the women. You get the They'll best Give price. you a deal. The guys won't do it. They're just, they just won't. I mean, and by the way, it tips. this is just a series of, you know, how to make you a better person and have a better life. Like the the chickens at Costco touching the top of the box as an yeah, example. Yeah, there you go. There's this, that's, this, a, that's a money maker. There's, there's hundreds of these things. That 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 you get from this show, and that's why, by the way, we ask you for time to time do things like, hey, buy the book over on GateViewPublishing.com, the ABCs, a, an illustrated uh, you know, book of 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 terminology and finance, or donate, for example. And if you haven't donated, you should feel really bad about it, awful about yourself. It's, it's the season, for goodness sakes. Go over to DHUnplug.com and click on one of those little donate buttons and put something in there. And if you don't do it. You know, it's it, it really it's 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 not a good it's just not good. You should really help out. Um, let's talk about AI. Let's talk about chips. Let's talk about technology for a second. More competition has entered the market now. You mentioned to me when I put AMD on the stock picking game last week as a, or two weeks ago as a short. Uh, that's not a great idea. You're going to get your head handed to you. Something of that nature, and it is true <laughs> because. AMD, who have been talking about maybe doing something and and, and said, um, you know, we have it, but they didn't. And all of a sudden, AMD has something for the AI. All of a sudden, yeah. they come up and, and they have competition uh, to, to NVIDIA's AI chip. It's the MI300X, the Instinct. And it's the newest AI chip. I don't think it's really out right now. But the the big thing is that that last week, this is what really was exciting for the stock, at least. Meta, OpenAI, and Microsoft all said <clears throat> at an investor event last week that they will all use this new chip when it comes out. Because obviously well, we know well, NVIDIA yeah. is a very high-priced chip. Now, NVIDIA is very expensive, and AMD is going to be a cheaper chip. There's no doubt about that. But there's also which isn't discussed ever is there's a very tight connection between Microsoft and AMD in terms of their uh, owning each other's company a little bit, at least they own a lot of each other's stock. My, uh, during the, I can't give you the dates on this cause I can't remember, but some time back it was known by when that's when Bill Gates was still there, that Gates was a huge investor in AMD. Really? When everything yeah. was Intel back then. He was a huge investor in AMD. Hmm. So what are you saying? Well, the fact that somebody from Microsoft would go on and on about how we're going to go all in on a chip that they haven't even seen. Yeah, I don't think, I think eh. they got specs on. I think they're testing stuff. Oh, specs. We know about that. We know what that means. It means this is how it's supposed to work. Good luck in actually working this way. Uh, that's what specs are. There's probably an acronym I could dream up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if AMD's latest, they said if AMD's latest high-end chip is good enough for the technology companies and cloud service providers building and serving AI models when it starts shipping early next year, it could lower costs for developing AI models and put competitive pressure on NVIDIA. Now, NVIDIA on this news slid a little. It was down, I don't know, 10, 12 points, something like that. Three, four percent, something like that over a couple of days. And AMD yeah. started perking up. AMD started perking up from like the 115 range, now closing in at 137. Yeah, you got kicked off the game, I guess. Probably. I have to look at that. I don't remember if we... If like did. instantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but that's interesting. I find it... I, I find some of the things that are going on these days very reminiscent of, well, a lot of different times in, in market history. But talk is no longer cheap. Talk is, talk is really very profitable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can always pull back on AMD. They, they can say, well, we're just testing, testing. The, they can pull back on the whole thing. So we're not going to do these chips. Tesla's the king of that. Elon Musk is the king of it's promising. Called, it's, a, it's, a, it's legal. Uh, they used to do this at, uh, I know it's some of the best guys at it in the 80s and 90s were uh, a couple of companies like um, Commodore was one of oh. them. They would, they would, announce a product that was, oh, this is going to be a direct competitor with the IBM PC, but the stock would skyrocket. And then they'd say, nah, we've thought twice about it, and now the stock would collapse. <laughs> and you know somebody was trading offshore. You just knew it. There's a, few, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, we saw a few stocks do the same thing recently. Just, you know, news is like, what? As a matter of fact, let's go to that point right now, and we'll come back to Bitcoin for a second. But it was in M&A in the area of, of of health healthcare of healthcare, you know it's fascinating. Healthcare companies, particularly the hospitals and insurance company stocks, are just marvelous. You know, on one hand, you're like, "Wow, look at the profitability of those," and then you look at you know the the rate hikes that come and the benefit reductions on your insurance, and you wonder what is happening, and why is there no regulation on this? Because there really isn't. I mean, yeah, there's there's ins state insurance commissioners that will regulate rates, et cetera. But the profitability of insurance companies is absurd. And while each of us has to have insurance because we are insuring against the unknown and unforeseen bank breaker of an illness, right? Isn't that the point? Yeah, I think so. And But they are <laughs> just really, they, they got this down. And then now on top of it, because it's not enough of a problem with the lack of competition out there, Cigna was looking to buy Humana. And both stock prices caved. Both stock prices collapsed. You know, Cigna was down, I think, 18% or something like that. Humana was down like 5% on this. Nobody liked the deal. Like the, the markets didn't like the deal. Even though Cigna was going to pay more than the amount that Humana was. Nobody liked the deal. Well, that yeah. all ended within about a week. Within about a week. Cigna ended its attempt to negotiate an acquisition because they failed to agree on a price. Now, this happened within a week. Now, can you imagine going after a company, understanding all the numbers, and then coming up with this, I'm, I want to buy you, and everybody's all excited, but then did they not have a discussion and a negotiation before? And this was just, just an announcement. <laughs> just, I, I'm, yeah, I'm all there. Yeah, it's like it going down the street and saying, "Makes no sense." Telling all your friends, "Hey, you know what? I'm buying that house right there," but you didn't tell the owner of the house that you were going to buy them, and he doesn't agree on the price you want to spend. So about a week after this all happened, it goes kaput. Well, what happens? Cigna says, we're not doing this. But, you know, instead what we're going to do is we're going to buy back $10 billion worth of our shares. Stock rallied 12% on the news. Cigna has $10 billion worth of profits from our misery. Yeah, yeah. And you would think that this particular administration, with all of their concern about uh, 
you know, windfall profits would say something about this. No. Not a thing. That's because the uh, the lobbyists who give uh, Washington all this money uh, are coming from these industries, uh, healthcare and pharmaceuticals. They get all the tons of money from them, so they're not going to do anything. Yeah, $10 billion, $10 billion worth of shares. So not only do they make money off of us, we're paying them to buy back their shares, to goose their profits and goose their share price, so all the people over at Cigna can have a nice, cushy retirement. I like it. Yeah. 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 Just want to clarify that for everybody. Uh, Bitcoin hit $44,000 last Tuesday. It's highest in almost a year, year and a half, actually, which was really all about the idea that and hope that regulators are going to approve a an ETF. And uh, there really wasn't anything that was happening that was known. It was just this speculation, this chatter, this theoretical excitement. Now, Bitcoin today or yesterday, between yesterday and today, down 4,200 per, per coin. I think it's down to 41 now. Yeah, but... But it was at forty two hundred per coin. I mean, it was forty two thousand. Forty. It was each. It dropped forty two hundred dollars. Oh, it dropped forty. Yeah, forty two hundred. Yeah. Now Jamie Dimon was out over over this weekend at a conference, thrashing out. He says, "Listen, I've always been deeply opposed to crypto, Bitcoin, etc." And he said, "This was in a, actually in a government uh, inquiry. I think it was a Senate inquiry." Uh, testimony. And he said, if I was the government, I'd close it down. <laughs> well, that's, pretty in, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Fighting wars. Now we have another uh, M&A, and I wonder where this is going to go, because this seems also very peculiar. What do we know about big box retailers, particularly the department stores? We know they kind of suck, right? Well... Uh, it depends on, yeah, the big box, the ones, the big box, as opposed to like cap, like, uh, Macy's, which I never consider a big box store. You don't consider Macy's a big box store? No. What do you consider it? I consider it a, uh, medium sized retailer. Well, who's big a big box, box store is always to me are warehouses. Oh, Home Depot is a big box store. Lowe's is a big box box store. Costco, Walmart, I'd say was big box. All right. So this is a specialty retailer, midsize, that you'd call Macy's. Yeah, that would be, a, I'd call it that. Well, Arc House Management and Brigade Capital, Capital have made a $5.8 billion offer to take Macy's private. Why? Stock is up <laughs> 70% in the last 30 days. You think somebody maybe knew something? Somebody knows something. I mean, what they're doing with these some of these places, the 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 old JC Pennies and Macy's and in the malls, are they're they're converting them into pickleball courts. Seriously. Yeah, it's perfect, perfect. Well the place. Macy's we have we have a a dead mall nearby that is um I guess some malls are still alive, but this one's dead. And it has a Macy's or had, I haven't been there for about a year, but it had a Macy's and you go in there, it's depressing. Everything, the shelves, the shelves are empty. The Macy's got nothing going on. There was a Sears and a Penny's oh. in this mall. Uh. I think the Penny's is still there. The Sears is gone. Um, it's depressing. So who's coming in? What They're going to buy this what, for the real estate? Is that the plan? That that seems to be what it is that they're going to go after. Well, they the got estate. a nice piece of real estate in New York. If they want to use that, that's got to be worth something. Yeah, I don't know what what is the real estate worth, and do they own these areas of the dead malls? Or well, I mean, I don't know that Macy's. Well, Macy's there was a store in San Francisco. I think it's. I don't know if it's still there. That's a pretty dynamite location, but it's in a crime ridden downtown city. I, I don't know what, what is going on here, but I thought it was pretty fascinating that it could be one of these pump and dumps again, especially with a 70% increase in the last 30 days. Now, I realize that a lot of these stocks right now are being boosted once again by some of the retail players that are looking for the real big short sell, you know, the, the stock with a lot of short interest, thinly traded or thinner traded with short interest, a lot of them going after that. But a retail stock like Macy's up 70% in the last 30 days kind of yeah. stinks, stinks a little bit. Yeah, I'd say. 
Well, watch we'll that. watch it and see what happens. I mean, if it it could be a pump and dump stunt. Yeah, and maybe the, the, this company was owning some of it and decided to take it up and, I don't know. Yeah, so they get out. Exactly. Well, we have a new strategy over at GameStop. And this qualifies for the what? So in the quarterly report released uh, last Wednesday night, GameStop announced that two changes to its corporate investment plan were going to happen. First, company cash, you know, cash on the books of the company, yeah. can now be used to buy equities instead of just short-term debt. And the second change is that Ryan Cohen is in charge of the investments. So what kind of scheme is this? Yeah, he's gonna go use the he's gonna use the money to hopefully jack up stuff. It's basically becomes a hedge fund. Basically, GameStop has now become a hedge fund. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So he's gonna use this to buy something of an investment bank. Yeah, so he's gonna use this. So here's somebody with no. I mean, he owns shares of it, of course. But other than that, he he uh, and he he basically has an ownership position in it. But he lays the risk on the shareholders for the money that's, you know, amassed in, in cash. And, and, and if in fact the store or the, the, the business doesn't do well and has to rely on grabbing its cash and the stock market is down. So kind of what my micro strategy did where they utilized a big chunk of Bitcoin on their balance sheet, and it became a, a de facto quasi-Bitcoin um, investment. It became, it became for people who are looking to abuse, have Bitcoin, it pretty much tracked what Bitcoin does. I, I yeah. would bet, you know, let's see. Let's see what Microsoft, MSTR, see where the, uh, so it was up half a percent today, but it went from 600 down to 560. So tracking, it's like a tracker stock for, for, for Bitcoin at this point. So interesting. Well, I don't know what's going to happen here. This is uh, kind of crazy, but it, the GameStop's been crazy since the get, since it became a, kind of a the mean screwball deal from social media. But this is, this is really, a last gasp, it seems to me, because it, 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 I think there's acknowledgement in this that the business itself is not, if he's going to spend all his time or spend a chunk of his time utilizing the funds and investing, whether he's doing it on long-term investments or short-term, and I'd expect some of these to be trading-style investments, I think it's an acknowledgement that the other business is helpless and hopeless, mm -hmm. too. That's how it seems to me, at least. All right, we have a blast from have the- Have you ever been to a GameStop? I have. Years and years ago when I was buying my son games, which required you to utilize discs. Well, you, they, sold, they sold hardware too. They did? Yeah, we bought a, uh, not a PlayStation, but the Microsoft product. X Xbox. Xbox. We bought an Xbox from them in one of the stores. And they had a lot of stuff there. I thought it was a kind of a, and it was lively in the store. It wasn't like dead, like a Microsoft store. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been to one of those, they're, it's like you're the only guy in there as opposed compared to a, like an Apple store, which is kind of lively. But the GameStop was lively too. So I'm surprised they couldn't uh, figure out some way how to re rejigger it so it actually could work because there's no computer stores left except the Microsoft store. But in, in a way, GameStop stores were the last of the holdouts of VHS, right? It was like. Yeah, it's kind of like a blockbuster. blockbuster not giving into the, the trend or, or unable to. But again, you know, uh, Netflix was started off in that business in, in, in an extreme way with the, with the discs that would let you mail to them. And then uh, they found a way to to uh, change their business. They pivot is the word they like to use in the industry. They found a way to pivot to the dynamite operation they're running. I don't understand why these guys, they can, you know, scam everybody into pumping up the price of their stock, but they can't pivot their 
business model. I, it doesn't make sense. That is their business model, though. It's all about the scam <laughs> and the stock. That is the business yeah, well, model. It's a business model. It's been working. Right. Under the guise of, un, under it's it's almost like a speakeasy, right? There's, there's something behind the door that's really the business. From the front, it just looks like a, a, a bookshelf. Yeah. All right. Blast from the past. Picard. Who's, he's he's the lawyer that's working on the on the Madoff claims, collecting the still still fifteen years later, by the way, uh, still working on collecting money from the claims of Madoff victims. Total fees that his firm has charged over those fifteen years, one point five billion. Seems seems high. <laughs> seems high. Seventeen percent of the revenue for the firm of one thousand lawyers is from the fees from just the Madoff case. And the latest request that they had was for $37 million for 68,000 hours of work from April through July for 199 attorneys, which I calculated that to be $544 an hour. This should be stuff interns do. I also calculated that it was 35 178 hours per attorney that they're charging for from April through July. 3,578, which I further calculated as 80 hours a week, five days a week for four months, being 1,600 hours. Yeah. 80 hours a week, five days a week for four months is 1,600 hours. So how did we get to 3,500 hours for each attorney? Essentially, Sounds like somebody's jacking up the price they, they, or they, taking advantage of some something or other or some loophole. Yeah. Where's his money coming from? Each attorney worked 125, hour, 125 hours a week is what I calculated, 17 hours per day. 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. exclusively on this case. Yeah. And here's that the thing. That seems unlikely. Unlikely. Um, the, the law firm, the fees for the law firm are paid by the Security Investor Protection Corporation, SIPC, a nonprofit that Congress created in 1970 to assist investors with accounts at failed brokerages. So, the fees come from assessments paid by SIPC member broker dealers, not from their recoveries. So basically, the victims get their money back and these guys have a sweet business deal because they're they're the approved attorneys to, to work on this and get to bill a government, quasi-government agency that's funded by the members of SIPC who are probably pissed off. You know, you got the Schwabs, the Morgan Stanleys, the Bank of America's, all, you know, Pershing, all the different broker-dealers and custodians and all these guys paid it f- through SIPC. So they are. Nice deal. They are. We're in the wrong business. Yeah, wrong business. Should be charging. I should be, we should be charging for every every time we, we breathe, like, like per breath. That's what we should be charging. Some news out of Ford. They're doing a 50% reduction of the F-150 EVs. Seems like hybrids are the thing these days. Ford is the number five overall for EV sales in, in the world. And uh, just It's a few like months, impractical is the problem. Of course it is, especially for a giant truck like that. And where are you going to put it? How are you going to charge it? And by the way, somebody pointed out I, in some publication, where are these 500,000 charging stations that Biden promised when he ran for president. Oh, they're working on it. They're working on it, yeah. I haven't seen one. What would they say? They'd have a big flag? Biden, char- get a charge out of there Biden? How do you know? Well, you'd think so, but there isn't, find me one. Well, better than that is, if you look at any of the EV stocks, they're in the toilet. If they were actually doing something, you would think they'd have a little bit of a kick to them. I mean, Tesla's a lot of them. You know, I know people that 
so I, I told you I played pickleball. I said to my friend. Yes, you, you've told everybody you play I, pickleball. I, I, but here's the point. Here's the point. Go play. My buddy, I said, hey, where's your car? He goes, oh, I dropped it off across the street at the mall. Oh, well, why did you do that? There's a free charging station there. I'm like, oh, okay. So you're going you're gonna to walk back after playing two hours? You're going to go, yeah, I'll just walk back over there. It's a free charge. I'm like, okay. That's, that's the, is the thing. You're now all of a sudden looking for freebies all the time. Yeah. And you got a plan. You got a plan. It's ridiculous. Is that what you want your life to become? That's what it is. Or it's like Free this. or not. What are you doing this morning? Well, from 8 to 8.40, I'm going to park over at the uh, charging station. I'll read a little bit. I'll catch up on some emails. And if and if electrical vehicles really caught on, there you wouldn't be able to do that because there'd be a car there already. That's correct. I mean, you go to a Walmart in the shopping center there, there's, there's various charging stations there. A lot of places have, you know, free, or the Tesla charging stations. And if you live in an apartment, there's the garages that will have that, or you can ask them to put it in for you too. So, uh, big news out of, uh, but, but anyway, point is that uh, Ford is going to be, a- after they were all excited about their, F-150, you know, electric vehicle production and demand, they're, they're cutting back by 50% all of a sudden. This, this is like three months. They were all excited about it. Now they're all of a sudden cutting back by 50%. I wonder, could this pave the way, pave the way for more firings as a retribution? Retribution for what? The strike? Yeah. Well, maybe. And for, you know, jacking up the, that. the cost. Of hourly uh, hourly wages, yeah, maybe. Gene therapy. People pay you twice as much, but half of you are fired. Yeah, exactly. Have you heard of CRISPR? Of course, everyone's heard of CRISPR. All right. Well, we've been waiting for this for a long time. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, also known as the FDA, uh, last Friday approved a pair of of gene therapies for sickle cell anemia, including the first treatment based on the breakthrough CRISPR gene editing technology. So the agency approved uh, Ligenia from Bluebird Bio and a separate treatment called Kasjevi by partners Vertex What's and What's up CRISPR. with these names? Oh, please. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Kasjevi, Kasjevi. So the Vertex CRISPR gene therapy uses breakthrough gene editing technology that won its in, uh, inventor's uh, Nobel Prize back in 2020. And, and the nice thing is a one-time treatment that gives you high potential of, we'll say, uh, curing or at least uh, minimizing this disease. The problem, Which, you know, it's a very bad disease. Problem? Cost is $2.1 million. Yeah. Seems high. That's the one for the Vertex CRISPR. And Bloomberg Bio cost $3.1 million. So what was interesting is last month there was... Yeah, we're, we're, before you say that, what's interesting about this is also the fact that most of it's usually only black people yeah. that have this That's ailment. True. That's true. So what's what's interesting about that? Well, if I, it seems to me that if you look at the at the kind of a profile of who makes a lot of money and who doesn't, Uh-oh. Uh, the oh, black yeah. community oh. is in the side of not making a lot of money and probably can't. I don't think I could. I don't know anyone who can afford Dropping two point one million just off the top of their bank account for this treatment. Are you are you desirous of getting us canceled, or is this what what are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with you. Saying, my friend. I'm trying to defend it. I mean, this come on, okay. let's get these prices down Let, here. Let's just say this. Can I just say this? The probability is anyone that breathes would have a hard time paying two point one million dollars for a one time treatment. Not that they wouldn't do it somehow, some way. Because maybe insurance will pick it up. Maybe. But uh, shares of Bluebird Bio was down 40% on the announcement. CRISPR was down 15%, which I thought was really interesting. Just a month ago, CRISPR got the nod and the and, and, and the okay due to safety protocols. And there's a lot that was going on with this. There was big concern that CRISPR, which is a gene editing, it's a scissoring process that can change the genetic makeup of your DNA strand and actually just do all sorts of interesting things. The concern was we were going to have designer children come out of this 
or yeah, I remember that. Or or, or you know, I'm going to program myself to have six fingers. Uh, you, you can know. do that with AI. Well, that too. But that's a big issue that's going on there. Um, let's keep going here on this. Got a few things. Sea lions. Eh, a bunch of sea lions are dying. Well, of Brazil, about a thousand seals and sea lions are dying from bird flu. Very, very painful for them too. They're, they're found on the beaches convulsing because, I don't know, it's, it, it, it attacks their nervous system. So you have people on the beach euthanizing these poor freaking mammals. Huh. I haven't heard this story. Yep. Uh, Europe, Europe, uh, oh, Europe put up, put up um, well, provisional rules on what they're calling landmark rules governing the use of artificial intelligence, including government's use of AI and biometric surveillance. So they're saying the high-impact foundation models with systemic risk will have to conduct model evaluations, assess and mitigate system risks, conduct adversarial testing, report to the EU on serious incidents, ensure cybersecurity, and report to their energy efficiency on their energy efficiency. So we have AI, AI regulations. Somehow they stuck in the energy efficiency in there. How do you like that? Well, that's their global warming thing. They could, that's an angle that you can use because it takes a lot of energy to uh, make this AI work. So the thing is that government- compute power. Yeah, sure. But governments also- well, I don't know why they don't do something about Bitcoin then. Right. Bitcoin uses exactly. tons of energy to that's make one saying. coin. Stupid. It's got to shove it in there to make it ESG friendly. Governments can only uh, use the real-time biometric surveillance in public spaces in case of victims of certain crimes. Prevention of genuine, present, and foreseeable threats, such as terrorist acts in search of a people suspected of the most serious crimes. So what they're saying is that this is what they want to do, but it's impossible to segregate, let's be honest. Yeah. It's impossible to segregate all this. NASDAQ 100 getting a reshuffle. DoorDash is going to be joining the NASDAQ 100 while Zoom video communications is out. Out. They, 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 they don't have the uh, earnings uh, size. They don't have the volume. They, whatever. It's just not doing and well. And DoorDash does? DoorDash obviously does. It just shows you where people are, what they're buying. They may not be staying home, but they're still ordering at home. Or they're maybe staying at home, but saying the hell with it. I'm not doing the damn videos. I know. I know people that have a real problem with that. They they have these um, not. They don't have a requirement for people to go back to the office and work, so they still have the Zoom meetings. But people don't turn on their cameras anymore. Huh. And there's concern if you don't turn on your cameras, you're really not there. You could be on a phone well, you're talking. You're there. You could be on a phone somewhere, just listening in. Oh, yeah, that happens. Um, Splunk, MongoDB, Roper Technologies, CDW Corp, and Coca-Cola Enterprises, uh, Coca-Cola Europe, Europe Pacific Partners, will also be added to the, in, in, uh, to the index. Align Technologies. Yeah, yeah, Splunk. MongoDB? These are major companies. Okay. MongoDB is... Uh, a source available cross-platform document-oriented database program. That's and meanwhile they're going to take off eBay and Enphase and some of these real companies. I thought the eBay one was really interesting. I don't. I don't. eBay seems to. I mean, I mean, Enphase has been having its own little problems. Lucid, fine. JD.com, okay. Align, definite issues. That was a cool company for a while. You see this doc chart on that. That thing was great and just is terrible. They're the ones that do the non-braces braces for aligning your teeth. Huh. But yeah, it's kind of interesting that uh, eBay's out. I thought that was the big one. That was surprising. And then we have, of course, final story here before we get to uh, once again announcing the entries for the Close to the Pin Cup. We have Cosmics. You've seen this? Yeah. yeah. Cosmics. Now, for those of you that don't know, McDonald's will be opening its first location of its new spinoff brand, Cosmics, 
spelled C-O-S-M-C apostrophe S this week in Bolingbrook, Illinois. The name for the new brand comes from Cosmic, a McDonald's land mascot who appeared in advertisements in the late 80s and early 90s, which I don't yeah. really remember. I so, don't either. So so I don't I, I'm still I haven't really wrapped my head around exactly what this new concept is. But it has a menu that is including old favorites like Egg McMuffins, for example, or, or M&M McFlurries. And has new items like the churro frop, frappe. Frappe. The churro frappe and pretzel bites. Yes, there was a good rundown on TV about this. And it seems to be, somebody pointed out, it seems to be a Starbucks model. Yes. Which is not going to really, even though I don't know where this Egg McMuffin comes from. There's supposed to be no cooking in there, but okay. But a Starbucks model of having all these screwball drinks, which Starbucks has kind of deteriorated into. And it's just going to be a lot of sweet, super sweet drinks that uh, I have. I don't know that there's a market for this. I think it's going to also Maybe be it over- goes with the Ozempic. You get an Ozempic, oh. you go to this place, you drink these ridiculously. Some of the calories on these drinks they pointed out are 500, 600. I think the low is 300. Wow. All right, let's announce the the entries for 2023 and then get to the game. We have Matthew Phillips, 2022 winder, Anson Brady, Tyler Rivera, Jeff Salcedo, Jen Duvall, and Mike Kazmierczyk. Did I get that right? I think so. Kazmierczyk? I did. I got it right. I got it right. Let's go I to think the game. so. Let's go to the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Yep. I think the big winner yeah. for, for me here that I that I that I'm focusing in on Nike. Nike all of a sudden is like they're yeah, all, they're this all excited is the pick about it. Uh, on the list. This is the number one pick right now. Nike. You went long on Nike back in September 27th, and now it's up to 32. It's it's a, it's a killer, and you just had it as a earnings hail mary. I, I I can't. And everybody loves it now. They're back to loving Nike. Nobody needed shoes. Now they all need shoes. Did you have another shoe pick on here? Uh, did I pick Crocs? No, let's see. That was on. No, I don't see it. Beyond me. No, it's not on here. Shark. You're usually in at least one shoe company, if not two. (laughs) People have to have shoes and you have two feet. How about socks? You never invest in socks. socks. Who's got socks? Bombas. They always advertise. Uh, big loss there uh, right now. Uh, safety shot that was out. Oh, actually, um, Prophase Labs. No, Prophase uh, Safety Shot. Yeah, yeah, Safety Shot and uh, Real Good Foods both looking like they're going to come out. Yeah, it looks I, like I, it. I think Safety Shot definitely did come out. I got to look at that uh, once again. Down to 378, down 17%. Uh, Shark Ninja up uh, 1%. Your Madrigal, Madrigal Pharmaceuticals up 15 That's good. Baker Amazon- Brothers. Yeah, mate, gotta love them. Uh, Amazon up seventeen. I got a whole slew of these in here, a whole slew of longs. Uh, Global uranium up eleven. Toast up seven. Disney flat to down two percent. So you got that. I have one pick this week. I'm going with CRISPR Therapeutics because maybe it was a sell the news event. About three days or so have passed. Down about three and a half percent again today. Down from about seventy two to fifty eight over the last few days. But this is, I think, uh, very significant technology that. If we, they can continue the pipeline push that they're doing, could really be significant significant for them. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. It's a good good uh, technology. Not sure about the company. I got nothing. So oh. zippity doo dah. Okay, Who's well, that? we uh, we will then reconvene next week, same time, same right. place. Talk to you then. All right, Bye. See ya. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now 
I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice and stack. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Company Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.